you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Fantasy Freaks and Geeks, what's up? You're listening to the NFL Fantasy Life Podcast. I'm your host, James Coe here. Why are we, we we're giggling off the top? I'm sorry. We just we're not a, even 20 seconds into the podcast. We just got a, a video email, uh, and I guess it's from Roger's press conference. But the all the it, it we get emailed like every video they send out for the listeners at, at home yes. that goes to the website. Uh, unless you're good about managing your emails, which I'm not. So I'm I get, not. I get everything. Uh, and they just send the the subject line. <laughs> I see the it. Subject line is just the video ID, and yes. then Rogers colon size matters. That's, That's the it. title. Uh, I saw it on Twitter. It was in context to the sack yeah. that he took right before the last play. Well, and then obviously in the body of the email, it's oh. Green Bay Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers explains how he was able to maintain possession of the ball on a sack and the size of Jared Cook's hands. <clears throat> so it's a multi-size take, I guess, but just hell of a liberty by the video <laughs> team. Because <laughs> Rodgers, what a size matters. Hey, guess what? People are going to click on that. Though. What a rousing. That is click, that's clickbait if I've ever seen uh, it. What a rousing start to the podcast. Hey, welcome, everybody. This is the size, <laughs> size matters edition of the Fantasy <laughs> Life Podcast. Now let me explain why it might not. Uh, speaking of, uh, so sad to report, uh, no Matt franchise on today's podcast. <sighs> Alas. Poor little if eye. I had taps on uh, the soundboard, I'd yeah. play it right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, You're welcome. Okay. No need for a soundboard when you got Marcus and I. <laughs> uh, he's on sabbatical. He's he into the wilderness, as Pro- they say. Probably not wearing pants. Probably not wearing pants. Is He, he might be doing phoners to himself. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> we do. I mean, we've gotten a few proof of life. He slacked, he slacked uh, the group yesterday. He allegedly tweeted at Harmon. Okay. He did, he did tweet at me today. I saw... He also liked a tweet of mine. Oh, well, so good. We've got at least three uh, proof of digital life. I like it. I absolutely love it. We got Alex Gelhar in the house. What's up? Yo, uh, family comes into town today, so then I'm going to be oh 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 out of office for those not hip with the corpo lingo <laughs> on uh, <laughs> Thursday and Friday. So uh, once we're done here, and I wrap up a couple other things, I'm going to yes. zip over and pick up uh, 
mom and papa Gelhar from uh, the airport, and then little sister comes in tomorrow. So, oh, is that right? Should be fun. Wow. Got the whole Gelhar clan. Yeah, they always like to come out because working here, I don't get to go back for Christmas and stuff because right. there's just no time. So they all come out here in January because it's cold as hell back <laughs> where we live. What, what's the What's the forecast out there? In uh, I don't know. I'll look while you rotate and introduce the rest yes. of the people. MG, here. my guy Marcus Grant was cracking. Uh, I had I had chicken fingers and fries for lunch, and now I need a nap. Ah. <laughs> Okay. I need a nap. Good. Way, oh, I'm... it's a balmy 37 degrees today where well, my parents live. It's fine. You made it. He's at 85%. <laughs> Wind's only 15 miles an hour. So it probably oh. feels like a balmy 38 or 39, <sighs> you know? Yeah. The future host of NPR Fantasy, Matt Harmon. What's cranking? Hey, James Co. thanks. I, I, I have to say that's one of the best uh, introductions you've given me on the show. Perfect. I really appreciate it. Great show in front of us here today. We're going to talk about Playoff Challenge. Talk about. We're going to do a week-by-week breakdown of the top scorers at every position, quarterback, running back, wide receiver. I think we're going to pass on tight end this year. Although we, I don't know. we Because prob- we, you don't want to talk about the break train? I mean, ugh, I looked at the top ten of, of tight <laughs> Because you know he charged right into that top ten. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! I think he was was he eighth or five? I think he was fifth overall. Oh. He was uh, he was up there, man. He was in there. He was in there. But overall, the position group died. I haven't pulled up the so. fantasy scoring page in like two weeks because I've just tried to forget it completely. Was not wonderful at the tight end position this year, so we may pass over that one. I'm not exactly. I think that's acceptable. All right, fine. Uh, but this week we're going to be talking about quarterbacks. We'll give you your top ten scores at the quarterback position. Talk about whether or not they can keep it going into 2017. We'll talk. You I know, think I, we'll I look thought, back at 2016. I thought. I thought on this segment. Why don't we each also add one person we think could jump into that top ten Ooh. who wasn't there from this year? Pulling an audible. I like it. Okay, I like that. We're going to talk about. Fit, we're going to vote. On Fantasy Bargain of the Year, LeGarrette Blunt, DeMarco Murray, Jay Ajayi, Jordan Howard, Matt Ryan. Talk about Fantasy MVP as well. It's interesting to me because Matt Ryan is basically on every list of of anything. <laughs> Whether it's waiver wire pickup, Fantasy Bargain of the Year, Fantasy MVP, it doesn't matter. He's he's right there. He's there, that bro. dude He's that dude this year. I know, he is that dude this year. Uh, fantasy MVP, is it David Johnson? Is it Zeke Elliott? A case could be made for Lev Bell. Aaron Rodgers. Again, Matt Ryan, possible fantasy MVP. We shall vote right here on the NFL Fantasy Live podcast. Of course, we'll close out with Daily Dabs. But as always, we start with your top headline. The camera highlights in the world of sports. Breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. Whistles go. Woo! I like turtles. We continue to follow breaking news. I watch the news because I'm a kid. So y'all need to hide your kids, hide your wife. Not headlines. Headline. One, <laughs> I scoured the way. I mean, I'm, I'm scouring NFL.com to look for something that, I mean, and you know me, I, I can turn anything fantasy relevant. But, man, there ain't a lot out there, brother. Kind of barren you, right now. You didn't want to talk about um, <laughs> Chip Kelly interviewing with the Jaguars? <laughs> no. I did. I mean, if it if it becomes official, all oh, right, then cool. we'll have a whole ninety minute podcast. Sure, why not? We will not. Don't worry. Listeners. I have a lot of thoughts. No, you don't. Okay. Well, that you can argue that I shouldn't have a I lot mean, of thoughts, but not having thoughts, ah, I'm not. And you know, whatever. We'll see. We'll see what happens there uh, in Duval County. But uh, we'll start in San Francisco. I guess it's a co-headline of San Francisco ATL. The Niners are basically going to offer Atlanta offensive coordinator Kyle Shanahan their head coaching gig as soon as he's out of the playoffs. Uh, It is basically through multiple reports. Mike Silver did a great job 
reporting on this, but it's basically Kyle Shanahan's job uh, to turn down. Uh, and it doesn't look like he's going to do that. So uh, the Niners look like they have their next head coach. Obviously, nothing is official yet. A lot could change. Uh, as a matter of fact, ATL's got to go through their playoff schedule. Um, I'm the, I mean, it's not like they're going to – it's not necessarily that they might lose here in the NFC Championship game. Hell, they might not even lose in the Super Bowl, but they've got a great team in front of them. But it is Kyle Shanahan's job to lose. As a matter of fact, through reports, uh, he's going to be involved in the GM selection process as well, which I think is uh, very interesting for a guy who's got no cachet as a head coach, but uh, still they're, they're entrusting their franchise uh, heavily to Kyle Shanahan. All right, some stats overall here. I looked at the numbers, guys. Oh, all right. Uh-oh. I looked at the numbers. Let's do it. He's had a top ten offense in terms of yards. Six of the last or six of the nine years that he has been an OC, he's had a top five offensive unit in terms of yards four times. Four times in nine years. That's pretty good. Uh, we talk about the 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 pass run balance. Well, he's a pretty pass heavy guy. He's been in the top ten in terms of pass attempts again in six of those nine years. You nice. think you would. <laughs> You would think that this year would be one of those years. Actually, not the case. 2016, Matt Ryan and the Atlanta offense actually 26th in pass attempts, but third in passing yards. That's called efficiency, bro. That is unbelievable efficiency. All right, so let's talk about San Francisco. We don't know what their quarterback situation is. We don't know what their wide receiver situation is. We know that Carlos Hyde will be there. Having Kyle Shanahan into the fold, what does it mean? I, I, and again, I'm, I know I'm stretching here, but really, he's the only guy that we know for certain will be back in San Francisco that is fantasy relevant. Uh, what does it mean for Carlos Hyde? Uh, I mean... <laughs> Probably that man. he's about the same value that he had this year, which yeah. is like a, a high upside but risky like fourth-ish round pick. I don't know that I'd feel much better taking him higher than that. I mean, all the all the other teams that Shanahan coached in the past had significantly more talent across the board than this one does. Except when he was at Cleveland. But even then, I mean, yeah. you know, I, I don't even know. I, I might debate that that, that oh, team had more talent. Come on. I mean, no. Look, think about what you just look. said. I mean, we said there's Carlos Hyde. Yeah. And. Okay. Jeremy Curley led the team in targets. And. And. That's not terrible. That's not good. I thought you were going to try and like spin this positive. I'm like, no. you know, there's there's just there's no talent there. The quarterback situation is up in the air. I mean, it, obviously, it doesn't look like it's going to be Colin Kaepernick, but who is it going to be? You don't know. The wide receiver core, as, as Harmon mentioned, I mean, Jeremy Curley led the team in targets. You don't even Torrey know who's going to be there. I mean, right. some of these guys, a yeah. lot of these guys are going to get cut. Torrey Smith I mean, is probably going to be cut. Um, I would imagine. I mean, like, they have Vance McDonald. Vance McDonald, you know, they, the Shanahan offense does have a history with with tight ends being rather productive. Didn't really happen this year in Atlanta. Although Jacob Tammy had a pretty good stretch of when he, he did. was getting some yeah. volume. Before and Austin, he went Austin Hooper had some nice moments. Yeah. Oh, for so. sure. So I think, like, and thinking back to Washington, you know, when it wasn't RG three under center, there was a lot of production going to the tight end position, et right. cetera, et cetera. So I think that this could be a good move for Vance McDonald if you're looking for a tight end sleeper. Though he did end the year on IR. Um, the key with the quarterback position is this is an offense that is typically boosted up quarterback play. Uh, you know, you think about what they did for RG three as a rookie there uh, yep. in Washington. Matt Schaub had a really good stretch under Kyle Shanahan in Houston. Matt Ryan struggled in his first year, 
It, 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 let's not forget that. Like this time last year, we were all talking about is Matt Ryan even a fit with Kyle Shanahan? But he was much better doing those boot action passes. Right. He had a passer rating of eleven or one hundred and ten point two completed uh, six touchdown passes when he was rolling out of the pocket this Interesting. year. So, I think this is a, a situation where, hopefully, long term. This becomes a really productive offense, but good God, it's a it's a tough task to take on for Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, in 2017, I don't know if there's going to be anyone who's going to be fantasy relevant other than, as we mentioned, uh, Carlos Hyde, who you're going to be taking, you know, in the middle round somewhere. Vance McDonald, I guess you take maybe super super late, probably not even. You no, probably he's a, he's a waiver wire line. guy. I don't know. See I what think it, what happens on the on, on week one. It depends, but I think that you could you could see Vance McDonald become you know I mean we 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 were talking we we're going to skip over tight ends because it's such a <laughs> it's such a, a terrible position. Yeah, it's been a I think you could easily see him become a really popular sleeper that's a late round you know double digit round pick. It's true. It's time next year. They picked second overall in the draft too, so we don't know. I I don't think anybody in this room would claim to be super familiar with draft prospects at this point. Right. I Not read, at all. By the way, I just read Daniel Jeremiah, who released his top 50 uh, draft prospects for 2017, the upcoming draft. It's a good read. Yes. It's a good, good well, read. DJ does a lot of really good stuff. Yeah. So, uh, And it's interesting, too, because he's got Deshaun Watson as his third highest rated quarterback. I thought it was second. I think it's third. I think he put him. I think he put somebody else right above him. And I, I thought it was Trubisky, Watson... But either way, there's a big conversation of whether it's Mitch Trubisky from UNC, right. Sean Watson from Clemson, and then there's Deshaun Kaiser from... Oh, that's who he had first, was Kaiser. I couldn't remember. I know that Trubisky and Watson were right next to each other, but I didn't know if... Yeah, Kaiser so he put there. Trubisky ahead of him, uh, which uh, would shock a lot of people, I think, uh, having watched college football playoffs. But regardless, we'll move on. Let's talk about the playoff challenge. Alex Gelhar, what do you got for me, pal? Well, we uh, we all adjusted our lineups and we put it out there today on the Twitters and NFL.com slash fantasy. But Boom. basically, with uh, with Jordy Nelson still looking like a long shot to play, he's putting a lot of people in a bit of a predicament there. And uh, Devontae Adams might not practice until this weekend now for the game on Sunday. He's got that ankle, right? He's got that ankle. Yep, got rolled up on uh, pretty bad. But he came back into the game. So those are some interesting picks to finish out. Um, somebody to look to because a lot of people had Travis Kelsey in their lineups and lost him. Ladarius Green seems like a long shot to play against still too, but Jared Cook saw a stat that like he was targeted on like five or six of Rogers' passes, uh, fifteen plus yards down yeah. the field today on Twitter.com, and Cook had a big game. Obviously, that last catch had uh, was worked in regularly against the Giants, and uh, when he's been healthy, he's been a pretty big part of that Packers offense. Um, otherwise, you know, look to maybe Tevin Coleman as a running back if you lost out on Ezekiel uh, Elliott um, or not Devontae else. Freeman. I mean, Tevin Coleman's kind of a, the more unique play to help okay. your roster, and they use him in such different ways. Devonta Freeman's a good one too, but you know, part of playoff challenges. Getting, Peter Gabriel, you, sure, if you if you really want. Okay, <laughs> I think he's hurt. I think he's hurt too. Oh, yeah, he's he's not practicing today though, for sure. Not that I mean, he might still play, but. But anyways, and if you just need one or two more weeks of fantasy football, guys, NFL.com slash playoff challenge, you can still sign up, get in a lineup. You just won't have a chance to win that juicy prize of a trip to Super Bowl 52 because, hey, you're missing out on two weeks of bonuses and stuff. But true. you but, get a couple more weeks of fantasy. Have some fun with it. Well, and if you're thinking? still in. And if you're still in. That's not a bad prize. Not at, not, all. Bad not at all. Not at all. Minneapolis. I bet the weather is tasty there too. <laughs> uh, probably not. It's probably. Yeah, but they, they, very they, cold. they play inside. They play inside so though. Well, that'll be fine. But you still have to exist in the city. You know what? That being said, I remember I covered uh, the Super Bowl there in Dallas. Was that the Was that the Rogers Steelers one? Packers Steelers. Yeah, in Dallas. Yeah, in Dallas. Know. It was a straight. I mean, ice storm. Ice storm. Negative six degrees. I remember doing a live shot in the morning, and I'm like, "This is 
not my life. <laughs> I, I don't want your life. <laughs> I do not want your life. Uh, negative six degrees early in the a.m. Trying to talk about Packers and Steelers. Not fun. You know, I t- I've lived out here in California now, like, I guess over over a year and a half now at this point or something like that. I cannot imagine that much that cold, like that level of cold. <laughs> it's just so completely left my mind. Like I've anything li- below anything below forty degrees doesn't exist anymore. I know. No, no. Listen, pal. I'm a guy that's and you've you know, lived grew here up. forever. Exactly. You know what I mean? I've traveled up and down the five freeway uh, for college and for my professional career. And let me tell you something. I was not ready for that. <laughs> I had some I had some long johns on and some jeans, and I was woefully unprepared. Yeah. I apologize for bad. even for even bringing this up because if there's one thing I know that all the listeners are probably tuning out because there's n- nothing that anybody hates more than people from Cal- in California talking about weather. It's, all right, we should we should yeah. move. Let's along. keep going. We got, I'm a, sorry. We got a big show. I, I'm sorry. Top scores from 2016. We're, again, we're going to take a look back at every position except tight end and break down the top ten. We'll talk about what happened in 2016 and do these guys build or regress in 2017? Top ten. Fantasy quarterbacks, number one, Aaron Rodgers, 4,400 yards, 40 touchdowns, seven interceptions. Also had four fumbles lost as well. But, you know, this was the crazy thing. 369 rushing yards. Career high. Career high and also third most uh, in the NFL for quarterbacks, which I thought was was interesting. But overall, he had 44 total touchdowns. He led the way with 380 points. Let's talk about how he got there, though, Alex Gilhaller, because – you know, in the early part of the season, the offense looked absolutely lost, and he went crazy in the back half. Well, it was mostly just he had two 20-plus point outings in his first three weeks, but then he hit the skids a little bit against the Giants in Dallas, and that's when everybody was starting to panic because uh, he put up 15.8 points and 12.4. But then after that, he only had two games with fewer than 20 points down the stretch and uh, a number of them with 30-plus, three with 30-plus points. So. Yeah, he just went He went crazy, and that offense caught fire a little bit. It, it corrected some of its ills. It found a supplementary running game, and he was good to go. But, I mean, this speaks to the point where, like, last year, everybody I'm sure remembers the Cam versus Aaron Rodgers debates and right. who do you take number one and stuff. And Rodgers, aside from 2015, in seasons when he's played uh, 15 games at least because he had right. the Matt Flynn year, he's finished first or second in quarterback every scoring year. every year. I know. Like, it's Breeze is always in the mix, and people are like, well, Cam's been in, like, the top four every year. I'm like, we're talking one or two. One like, or two. He has a floor almost, essentially, <laughs> of finishing second among quarterbacks for you. And I think that's why most fantasy analysts had Rodgers ahead of Cam yep. uh, coming into the preseason. Um, Matt Ryan, 4,900 yards, 38 touchdowns, passing touchdowns, seven interceptions, two fumbles lost, so nine t- total turnovers, had 117 rush yards as well, 347, so uh, a good you know 33 points below Aaron Rodgers. But, man... You talk about the value you got out of Matt Ryan this year. 4,900 passing yards. Uh, Matt Harmon, talk about the, the production of, of Matt Ryan. How did he get there, and what does he offer up in 2017? Well, I mean, the this was an outrageous year for the entire Falcons offense, and I wrote about why he's my MVP pick. I wrote about the case for Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady as well in a piece last week. And just it's remarkable how 
everybody on that offense became like a deep threat. He had the highest passer rating on passes that traveled 20 or more yards in the air. Yep. Every single player except Mohamed Sanu finished with the passer rating when they were targeted of over 100 on that team, other than other than Devonta Freeman too, but I mean among wide receivers and to even Tevin Coleman. So everybody became a downfield threat. Uh, the offense operated a high amount of efficiency. I think one free agent signing that doesn't really get mentioned a lot is Alex Mack, who really helped solidify that offensive line. Oh, man, and, we were talking about that big time in the offseason, though. Yeah. I was so huge on that signing. You were, and, and that's that's a credit to you. But it, like in the in the monstrosity that's become the Falcon season, I think he's almost become like an overlooked player. But it happens because all the offenses – uh, all the offensive players balled too, yeah, and it, the craziest thing was that they didn't rely that much on Julio Jones. We talked about we've talked about it on this podcast before how he dropped down up and down, up and down twelve target twelve point seven targets per game uh, in twenty fifteen, just to nine point two this year. And that's a pretty big substantial drop off. You know, he led the league last in twenty fifteen with over two hundred targets. All right, um, so I'll throw it out to the group though. Uh, no Kyle Shanahan next year. Uh, reportedly, uh, what does it mean for Matt Ryan, Marcus Grant, moving forward in 2017? Well, I think you know I, I, there will be changes. Obviously, I think you're going to have a, you'll have a new offensive coordinator, so that, that may facilitate a few tweaks here and there in the offense. But I think with the variety of weapons that they have, I think everything should generally be status quo. I mean, I think the, the best thing that ever happened to Matt Ryan was finding someone other than Julio Jones to throw the football to, and you know it. It sort of stinks fantasy-wise trying to pick another receiver there in that offense. and In some ways, it's the frustration that we've had with the Saints over the years. But in terms of, obviously, the, the Falcons offense and in terms of Matt Ryan's fantasy production, it did wonders because now you're not trying to lock in on one guy. No matter how good that guy is, you're not locking in on one guy trying to feed him the football. So whoever is going to be the next offensive coordinator in Atlanta, uh, you know, assuming that, that Shanahan is gone, um, you know, they're going to be wise to try and continue to incorporate everybody into this offense, from Julio Jones to the two running backs yes. to Mohamed Sanu to Taylor Gabriel. Uh, I would imagine you'll see Austin Hooper have a bigger role next year. So sure. you'll have so many gadgets to play with that I think, you know, I, I don't know if Matt Ryan's your number two fantasy quarterback next year, but I think he's he back to the question. He, he should not be. I was, I was, That's I, the question. Is he the number two I'm, fantasy oh quarterback? God, no. I don't I mean, think there's so. 0% chance I'm no. drafting no. Matt Ryan at what I'm, his cost is going to be. I was just going to say, I'm fading the hell out of Matt Ryan because one of the stats we need to consider with this is uh, the his touchdown rate. And last year, part of why he was so bad was he had a career low 3.4% of his pass attempts wound up as touchdowns. This year, career high, also led the league with 7.1%. This is something our friend J.J. Zacharyson has done a study on. I think the average regression on that rate is like 2.4 percentage points. So okay. Matt Ryan has a career touchdown rate of 4.7. Yeah, He's going to slide back down. He'll, ha- he'll be a fine fantasy quarterback. He's not going to be number two. He's going to finish somewhere probably in... 5 to 12. Can I don't I, know, but he's going to get way a, overdrafted. Can I offer a counter argument to that, though? Certainly. Yes, his touchdown rate was absolutely out of range in terms of what we've seen for his career. Uh, two things. One, the offense is totally different. Mike Smith ran just a, a five or seven step drop and deep downfield. This is obviously a more West Coast style offense. The, the other thing is, we just talked about it off the top uh, with Kyle Shanahan. Uh, the Falcons only threw the ball, not, I mean, they didn't throw the ball that much. 26th in the league in pass attempts. Yeah, when you you got to figure when the pass you, attempt number goes up. When you don't have 
Kyle Shanahan dialing up all those crazy good plays, though, and you know he's got to adjust to, new, to a new coordinator potentially. That's going to be a big difference. Dan Quinn's a, Dan Quinn's a defensive head coach, and like this same system that gave, that bore out this great year for him also bore out one of his worst statistical years last year. It's also too like they scored 540 points as a team. That was 70. They obviously led the NFL. That was 71 more points than the second team. That's that's a number that's definitely going to probably come down. I mean, I would I would. I would bet most every possession I own that that number comes down. Yeah. They don't lead the league with that many points next year. And I think the pass attempts will come up, but the efficiency will go down overall. Okay. And with quarterbacks, we're probably wanting to chase efficiency over volume, whereas every other position you want to chase volume. It's interesting to me uh, because I look, at, I look forward to 2017, and I think the quarterback position will be drafted extremely late because uh, guys who you would take early on, Drew Brees, he's so much older now. I, I know he st- was still number uh, the, the quarterback three this year, but I think people are going to fade against uh, Drew Brees. I think you're right. I, I don't think people are going to trust Matt Ryan. I think they're going to fade him. Well, who's left? I mean, Andrew Luck, are you going to take Are you going to take him in the fifth round? I don't think so. Uh, somebody like, you know, somebody who fell out of the top ten, Cam Newton, are you going to take him in the fifth? I don't think so. Are you going to take somebody like Russell Wilson in the fifth round? I don't think so. He also fell out of the top ten. So I, it's, it's interesting to me. I think the quarterback position next year will be taken extremely late, even in casual leagues, even in leagues where, um, look, I know they get taken super late in, in you know ex- expert leagues but I mean in casual leagues I gotta think that the quarterback position is is gonna fall as well uh, I think you're probably right I don't I don't think so I mean I just think I think in casual leagues Aaron Rodgers will go early yes and, that's for sure and but people will look around and they will see uh, you know Matt hey Matt Ryan had 38 touchdowns last year he had 4900 yards right I need to go grab him. You know, Drew Brees. He's still Drew Brees. Let me go get Drew Brees. So maybe some of these names, like, you know, I think a guy like Phillip Rivers falls back. I think Andrew Luck maybe falls back. Yeah. But I think I still think you're going to have some early right. runs on quarterbacks. Ooh. Yeah, that, buddy. That guy, too. <laughs> uh, the quarterback three, as we mentioned, Drew Brees, 5,200 yards passing. 5,200. That's amazing. Uh, Drew Brees is a million years old, but yet he still led the league in passing yards this year. 37 passing touchdowns, 15 interceptions, four fumbles lost, 19 turnovers. That's a ton for Drew Brees. He's had a lot recently. You just kind of got to take that with him. Yeah. I mean, and you're, you're leaving out the most important part that he's the 2016 winner of the Mark Bolger Award. Is he? He is the winner Woo! of the Mark Bolger Award. Congrats. <laughs> well, you know, Blake, Blake Bortles made a late push to try to defend his title, but uh, but Breeze held him off. That's a pretty big... Those, uh, uh, those back-to-back weeks of three picks, no touchdowns, really kind of locked it up for Breeze see. late. Yeah, okay. That's a, that's, a, that's a pretty big uh, get for the Mark Bolger Award. That's a big name. <laughs> yeah, a future big Hall name. of Famer in Drew Brees. It's true. <laughs> it's pretty good. 5,200 yards. All right, so let's, t- let's take a look back at 2016 very quickly, Alex Gilhar, and then talk to me about what you expect out of Breeze in 2017. Uh, I mean, it's basically been par for the course for Breeze. He's been throwing a lot of turnovers, like as you said, over five thousand yards. It's kind of been his his mo of late. But for next year, I mean, I don't think you know he's going to be one of those good guys to target that might fall because of a little bit because of his age. But he's got a ton of weapons around him. He's got offensive continuity, and he's and until we actually see him run into that wall, yeah, you know, he just turned thirty eight. So hopefully, he's got a year or two at least left. I'll take a shot at him later. I'm not going to okay. reach. I'm not going to reach for him, but. The guys had uh, 4,800-plus yards in six straight seasons. Pretty good. Well, and as long as the Saints' defense continues to struggle, 
There's going to be a lot and of high-scoring games that played by the Saints. That ain't changing anytime soon. That's not going to change anytime soon. So it's that true. means they're always going to be in a situation where they're likely going to have to throw the football to either come from behind or at least to stay in games with op- with the opposition. All these coaching open uh, openings, there's going to be so many rumors swirling around Sean Payton, <clears throat> as we've seen already. So, I don't know. That, that'll that be something to keep an eye on. Right, we'll, Obviously, we'll everything changes. Annual, we'll get our annual Sean Payton trade rumor next year, too. There you don't go. Perfect. I like it. Just Andrew like Luck. we're going to get the annual Ryan Tannehill breakout year. No, <laughs> Think I'm not pieces doing, come, I'm not, I'm not come doing July. This year. Oh, just wait. <laughs> uh, Andrew Luck, 4,200 yards. <laughs> 4,200 yards. Quarterback four, Andrew Luck. 31 t- touchdowns, 13 interceptions, five fumbles, so 18 total turnovers. 30, uh, 341 rush yards, pretty good. Two rushing touchdowns, but was a big drop off from quarterback three to quarterback four. Breeze had 332 points in standard. Andrew Luck had 307, so a, a significant drop off. But you look at his pace; it's pretty good. He, he did miss a game as well. So uh, Andrew Luck met Harmon in 2016 uh, versus 2017. Yeah, this the Andrew Luck story in the NFL is starting to get super repetitive. I mean, he's going to put up a lot of production. The Colts aren't going to go anywhere because they stink. And, I mean, this year, you know, this was supposed to be the year where T.Y. Hilton and Dante Moncrief were a great number one and two receiver. Philip Dorsett. Philip Dorsett is a three. Dwayne Allen was fi- – he was finally going to have his breakout year after getting a <laughs> nice commitment. Yeah, sure. <laughs> nice commitment from the team in the offseason. Oh they were going to use him differently. Nobody cares. He did the same old Dwayne Allen story. I mean, this, this Colts team is getting super repetitive. Uh, but – I say all that to say that Andrew Luck really didn't get a lot of help once again this year. I mean, he had T.Y. Hilton being a stud. He led the league in receiving yardage with just 1,448, which was pretty low. Right. Moncrief only played in nine games. There was not a single 1,500-yard guy at the wide receiver position. Cra- it was a crazy, crazy year crazy. For, for low receiver production. Say, I want to paint a quick word picture with Andrew Luck because our uh, our friend and colleague Bucky Brooks has a good saying. I think that it came from NFL scouting rooms. Like with quarterbacks, are they a truck or are they a trailer? Like, are they dragging their team as are they carrying their team as the truck okay. or are they dead weight that their team like is it. pulling along? Yes. What I is feel Andrew like Luck? Luck is a truck. But his trailer is missing most of all the wheels, and it's filled it's with, over, like, it's boulders. It's overloaded, right. <laughs> and he's going uphill constantly. I swear to God, if they do not address running back this year, there are so many good running backs or in this draft. Or offensive line, too. Offensive line needs to be addressed, although this is kind of a weak class for offensive linemen. It is a bad offensive line class. Luckily, they took, like, four last year. I mean, their, center, their center was God. obviously day one impact. But, I mean, like, Luck, Luck could be a sneaky guy. It wouldn't surprise me if he was a top-two scorer next year if things break That's right true. for him. If he doesn't have Dante Moncrief sit out for, like, seven weeks and if, you know, he gets a little more help and things, things break the right way. Because yeah. this is still an impressive year despite everything that went wrong for him and the Colts. Quarterback four, and and again, you know, the Colts' season kind of fell apart. Uh, He missed a game. I was overall pretty impressed uh, by what I saw from Andrew Luck. All right, Kirk Cousins, believe it or not, snuck into the top five. Hell yeah, Kirk Cousins. I do like that. 4,900 passing yards. He was third in the NFL in terms of passing yards, folks. I think that number in itself would surprise a lot of people. I know they were throwing the ball a lot there in Washington, but, man, to be third in the NFL, that's pretty good. I mean, the crazy thing about Kirk, too, is that, like, nobody wanted to give him that due, but the guy was just consistent in fantasy. He, because he had that, that opening weekend, Week one was prime time, island game, yeah. disaster. <laughs> Two interceptions, no touchdowns. Right. But after that, he scored 17 or more points in, like, one, two, three, 
four, five, six, seven, eight, nine of his next ten games. Like he wasn't weak winning Aaron Rodgers thirty three type points, but you're getting eighteen and a half, nineteen, seventeen, twenty one and a half, twenty four, like eighteen. You didn't have to scramble to find quarterback production if you had Kirk Cousins. And you never worried. You like, never worried the whole season. He was exactly. he was just super consistent. I think I agree. There's a slight concern that they've lost uh, Sean McVay, but I think Jay Gruden being the offensive minded yeah. head coach will yeah, help keep consistency there. Well, is he taking play calling duties over again, Jay Gruden? I think they promoted their what quarterback coach, right? Yeah. Right. He's also been there for a long time. So, well, I think I think you know that's obviously a big question is what happens without McVay, but also the fact that you know chances are they're probably going to lose Deshaun Jackson, and they're still really trying to figure out their running back situation. I mean, I thought we I, I thought they, they started to maybe put some things together late in the year. Yeah. Um, but I think there there are still some questions to be answered. I just I, I laugh because I think the the football world at large kind of looks at Kirk Cousins and still squints their eyes and thinks is he good? Is he not good? <laughs> I like him, man. I like him. I know a lot of people don't, but I like him. I, I mean, when I watch him play, I know that he makes a couple boneheaded plays every now and again. But, you know, if you're expecting perfection out of a guy who was, what, a fourth-round draft pick? Uh, I mean, come on. I, I think he's absolutely overperformed uh, not only his contract but also his draft position. I, I don't know. I think he's one of the ten best quarterbacks in the NFL. I know that sounds bold. Ooh, that, that is bold. Well, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't. I don't know if I go that high. But. <laughs> what, what my thing is, I don't think we're giving this situation enough credit for just how uncertain it is. I mean, he's not under contract next year. That is Kirk Cousins. I mean, Pierre Garcon isn't. Pierre Sean Garcon Jackson also isn't. isn't. Garcon. And actually, they haven't. They haven't named an OC yet. I was just looking. No, at that's a great they, point. I think Gruden that's is, great is falling, returning to play calling duty. Yeah, yeah. So we don't know who's going to be calling plays. We don't know who the top two receivers are going to be. I mean, they have Jamison Crowder, who's a really good slot receiver. They drafted Josh Doxson high last year, got nothing out of him. He went on IR. Went yeah, on he IR, went IR with, right? the, with the Achilles injury. Lord knows so what's going to happen with Jordan Reed and all his injuries. There's always like, Jordan Reed there, but they paid him a lot of money. So yeah. He will be there. They don't yeah. have a running back right now. I, How dare you slander Fat fat Rob like dude, that? Dude, they're not. I would, I, I'll do a beer bet right now. They don't go into they don't go into Reek 1 with him as their Oh, I can't take that right yeah, now. There's way too much uncertainty. Okay, I'm just saying. I think they take a running back in the draft, too. That's what I'm saying. I mean, what yeah. is certain about this offense? Uh, not a whole heck of a as lot. As we sit here right I, now. No, you're right. No, you're right. There's a lot of uncertainty surrounding Kirk Cousins, and I think as a result, he'll probably go pretty late in drafts. I would love Again. to take I would love to take him late, though, because even if they, they hodgepodge together their offensive pieces, who would have looked at this and thought an injury-ravaged Jordan Reed, no running game, and an aging Pierre, Pierre Garçon, and aging Deshaun Jackson, right. and Jamison Crowder would have led to Kirk Cousins throwing for almost 5,000 yards. Would you, have, would you take him as your every-week starter? If I got him like in 2017, yes. If I got him like in the double-digit rounds next year, I would draft him and hope he would continue to be my. He would be like my Tyrod from this year. He'll be available in round ten. Like oh, he'll, I would, be he'll be there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll be there in round ten. He'll be there in round. Like 10. I'll, I'll, I'll wait out on him and I'll, I'll pick him up. And if he starts to falter, then I'll stream. He was the quarterback five. The quarterback six. Dak Prescott, 3,600 passing yards, 23 Ooh. passing touchdowns, four interceptions, four fumbles lost. Um, for a rookie to only have eight turnovers total, it's. I just I can't even compute this. Uh, 282 rushing yards, six rushing touchdowns. So he had 29 total touchdowns. He was, I mean, he was unbelievable. He was amazing. He was amazing. This guy's going to go super high uh, in drafts, and by super high, I mean you know he's going to go somewhere in that five to Sigil- seven range, single digit rounds. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. I, I think I'd, so. I'd be scared. Now, I mean, I, I, but you know, I'm just talking about most. 
uh, more casual leagues. I think he'll def- he, he's playing for a name franchise. That's a good point. Uh, there's so much <clears throat> press and, and, and all that going around him. He's going into a second year. He's going to develop. He still has all the weapons. He still has got all the weapons. And the fact that he's a Russian quarterback, too, uh, I think will obviously boost his value as well. He would be a, a priority target of mine in the double-digit rounds. I'm, not, I'm just not going to take any quarterback, really, in the single-digit rounds. Sure. So it's not how I, how I do things with fantasy. But like I, that especially would be pretty egregious. Cause I, just because they're not going to be an overall like high pass attempt volume. It's true. Yeah. I would I, him him and Kirk would be at like the top of my double digit round quarterback list. Yeah, but I think you're going to see his preseason ADP. I, I think he's going to go somewhere in between five and nine. He'll be an interesting one to watch. Yeah, there's going to be some wide variance on him for sure. Uh, there is Matt Stafford, 4,300 passing yards, 24 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, two fumbles, 12 total t- turnovers, 207 rushing yards, two rushing touchdowns as well. Uh, he was your quarterback seven. Tyrod yeah. Taylor. We have no idea what the hell's going to happen with Tyrod. Man, I hope he fall, falls in a good spot um is it confirmed they're gonna cut him Uh, no but it would be pretty surprising i I, how do you do that well you're the bills how how have they done many things per per adam schefter they have no intention of paying um for a 15.5 million dollar option they have until march 11th to exercise so freaking bargain yeah i mean but you know when you have a chance you're getting a starting quarterback for 15 million that is actually productive. I mean, this guy was productive in a, in a stupid offense. Hey, look, when you have a chance to set up a quarterback battle between E.J. Manuel and Cardell Jones, you got to take it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they could eat. They're, they're going to start over with another quarterback? We ain't here to play school, guys. <laughs> I don't mind Cardell. Uh, you know, I don't I don't know exactly what he could do, but I mean, we saw some of the upside. Certainly. Yeah, I, I kind of like Cardell, too, but that's a hell of an unknown to go into. Oh, yeah, it's huge unknown. I mean, he's, you know, a Ben Roethlisberger-type quarterback, but yeah. You could easily take two wins next year with Cardale as your starter. Exactly. And you're starting all over again. 100% agree. Year, so. I just, I mean, it's obviously not EJ. Talk too much about the Bills. All right, uh, right let's move on. Uh, <laughs> but Tyrod Taylor, 3,000 passing yards, 17 touchdowns, six interceptions, two fumbles lost, 580 rushing yards. That was led the NFL in terms of quarterbacks, 580 rushing yards. Uh, six rushing touchdowns, so he had 23 total touchdowns. He had a pretty darn good season, man. And let's not forget, this was also without Sammy Watkins for basically the entire season, without Robert Woods for much of the season, with the ghost of Charles Clay for most of the season. They changed their offensive coordinator midseason. Changed their He legitimately not mid-season, he week was three. throwing to Justin Hunter, Justin and he put up a top 10 quarterback Hunter. season. It's ridiculous. I just, I, I'm so frustrated by this storyline that, that the Bills are going to cut Tyrod. I mean, so at is 15, Tyrod. At 15 it's a bargain yeah. hey that's then let somebody else take that bargain and let's have him be a fantasy stud somewhere else but uh, let's uh, let's wrap up these last may, wrap maybe up. he could take over the team of the quarterback just below him oh yeah Ooh, i spicy. don't see that. it's not gonna happen it's but not gonna be happen but you know I, a I guy can dream right yeah yeah that quarterback Even, is yeah. blake bortles for the spoiler record. alert uh blake bortles 3900 passing yards 23 touchdowns 16 interceptions six fumbles lost 22 total touchdowns. He was it was in a, literally an embarrassment to the quarterback position this year. It's really impressive he didn't go back to back with the Mark Bulger Award. He really tried, but you know I think it's more that uh, he it just Breeze had you know the turnovers and he was higher on the uh, the score. Yeah, yeah, list. no, it makes total sense. Yeah, yeah. I, this was pretty crazy. Blake Bortles, as bad as he was, the quarterback nine folks. Well, that's kind of the story of his fantasy existence so far. Oh, God, it was gross. Uh, believe- Derek Carr. No, no, go ahead. I I got to say, 
I'm starting to get a little talked into what's going on in Jacksonville too, with Tom Coughlin as the executive vice president there. Tom, are you are you talking about a Blake Bortles 2017 resurgence? I'm not going to rule it out. Oh no! Or at least no. becomes becomes. We're going to have to have fantasy. Are you going no, 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 no. to keep becomes, Twitter tabs on him and see how his offseason goes? I, I might. We'll see. <laughs> uh, but to that point, there's not going to be like what went on in Jacksonville with Bortles, with the rest of the team, like there was no team, I think, that was held less accountable than Jacksonville by the Gus Bradley regime. I mean, that's who Gus Bradley is. And that's not happening with, with Grandpa Tom back there. <laughs> I mean, that is not that is not going to fly. You saw him in the press conference Maybe right not. away. Like the reporter asked, you know, are you, are you like somehow phrased the question to Doug Marone, like are you, is the goal to win? And Tom Coughlin, what the hell else would the goal be? Like, I mean, I think he's really going to whip that team into shape. And whether it is Bortles or another quarterback – I think that they their offense gets back to respectability. And I think Blake is not salvageable to the point where he's going to be like one of the best quarterbacks in the league, but I think he's salvageable to the point where he can be the 20th best quarterback in the league. Okay. Where he was like the 32nd last year. Derek Carr, 3,900 passing yards, 28 touchdowns, six interceptions, three fumbles lost, no rushing uh, scores at all. But uh, obviously the injury looms large. We'll see what his preseason outlook looks like as we enter into 2017 all right let's vote on fantasy bargain of the wait year. real Actually, quick let's yeah, throw let's, it, let's throw out our right. guys that aren't in the list that we so, think could jump so in there. there's russell wilson outside the top 10 cam newton outside the top 10. tom brady 15th overall uh, tom brady <laughs> uh, big ben big ben can I, can, I, can I throw out a vote for marcus mariota here marcus mariota yeah. also dealing with his own uh broken leg but will be back i'm assuming here at some point uh near the start of the season so yeah, he's in there too. Uh, Marcus, we'll start with you. Do you believe in your uh, fellow Marcus there? I do. I actually do believe in Marcus Mariota. I mean, I thought what we saw from him, especially early in the season, uh, looked fantastic. And he just looked – he won. He looked like he was more comfortable in that offense. But at the same time, it looked like the Titans were smart enough to kind of build the offense around him. I mean, I think what we've seen out of you know, athletic multi-threat quarterbacks is so many times coaches try to just force them into a system in which they're not comfortable. And I, I don't feel like – uh, the Titans did that, and as much as a lot of people, myself uh, chiefly, yep. mocked the you know exotic smash exotic mouth smash at the beginning mouth. of the year, let's go. It started to look good, especially late. In, you know, late in the season, I know they collapsed, they missed the playoffs, but yeah. you could tell that there was something building there. Now, the next step for them is to please, please, please get him some weapons on the outside. Um, you know, Rashard Matthews had some nice, some nice games. Yeah. Um, you know, we saw a little bit of Kendall Wright, Delaney Walker there, but they've got to get him a legit playmaker on the outside to kind of open up some defenses a little bit. But I like what I saw out of Marcus Mariota this year. Yeah, I liked it too. Speaking of which, uh, his fellow draft class member, I I could throw it out there for Jameis Winston, depending on what happens in free agency in the draft, because this poor guy, speaking of trucks, like pulling a a broken offense, (laughs) like – Jameis Winston had like no running. They resurrected Jaquiz Rogers to give him a running game. He was their best running back. <laughs> I know Vincent Vincent Jackson fell apart, and yeah. then like every other pass Adam catcher Humphreys he had was his number two wide receiver, right. bro. And he had to, they cut his tight end after like week two. Oh my oh, god! They, to make room for the best, the, the best tight end, yeah, league. Cameron Bright. That's but right. if they go out and get him another wide receiver in free agency or a big one in the draft, I yeah. mean, Winston's had over four thousand yards in each of his first two seasons. I think twenty eight touchdowns this year, eighteen picks has got to come back. But he's got yeah. a good system there. Dirk Cutter's the head coach sure. now, so 
Go get Mike Williams. Consistency is maintained. Go, Mike Williams would be fun. Go get Mike Williams. Mike Williams and Mike Evans. Go Mike, get it. Mike and Mike. Man, Let's Mike do Mike. it. I would, I would like to see like a take the top off guy. You know, like, yeah, that's Deshaun, Deshaun, Deshaun Jackson's easy to talk about. Yeah, that's true. going back to the Eagles. That would be a fun fit. John Ross is a is a receiver that's really fast. I would just uh, I would keep an eye on what happens with the weapons around Jameis, and wouldn't be surprised if he's able to to hop up in there. Oh sure. I mean, such a young quarterback. Uh, what is he? He'd be entering his what third year? In third the year. Come on. He finished yeah, the QB absolutely. sixteen this year. Yeah, I mean, we talk about all these guys, Russell Wilson, Cam Newton, uh, James Winston, Marcus Mario. It's also, they're all like 12 points out of the top 10. It's Because right. <laughs> exactly. when you get down to there, it's it's much smaller margins. So. There you go. All right, so there you go. Let's vote on Fantasy Bargain. Of the Wait, year. I don't get to say who's going to come in. Nope, the top you ten? don't. Sorry. Well, you kind of suck, so I mean. Well, okay. Who's an idiot? All right, give me your quarterback. Well, I mean, these two schlums went super chalky. Like, oh, the third year breakouts didn't. Never, nobody saw that coming. Oh wow! I mean, there's the obvious. So like, you're going to say Tom Brady? There's the obvious. Yeah, there's. <laughs> I could be like, well, this is not going to be wrong, and I don't like being wrong. No, but there's the Tom Brady. I mean, obviously, there's Russell Wilson, Cam yeah. Newton. I'm not going to say. How about Carson Paul? Palmer. What? Back, back in the top ten next year. Oh my God! Listen, Ooh. let's 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 be Bla- honest. You're, you're you're riding hard for Blake Bortles and Carson Palmer, Man. baby. Listen, let's go. Let let's, me hear it. Let's just be honest with with what happened with Carson Palmer this year. Their protection uh, completely old? fell apart. Oh, okay. He's old, but I also think he was a very good quarterback to end the stretch. I don't think he was the biggest problem there. Their weapons fell apart. I mean, just getting Michael Floyd off the team is going to be a, is going to be a nice uh, nice boost for the offense. Interesting addition by subtraction. Addition by subtraction. I mean, right. did you see what he did in New England on uh, on on Saturday night? He was a mess. Yes. Michael Floyd stinks. I think John Brown might be a little healthier next year. Larry Fitzgerald's still there. I think getting the John pre- Brown in and out of the lineup. I think that also messed up with. Messed up the offense too, and you know those I mean? two have a great chemistry. Yeah. I mean, they practice together all off season. You know, I think it was just a weird year for Brown. But if their protection's better next year, look, David Johnson not going to see 370 touches next year, right? For the second year in a row, I would be pretty surprised if that happens. Uh, overall, I think I think Palmer has a pretty decent chance to finish as a back half top ten quarterback. Interesting, man, that is bold. I like you, it. And you were going to cut it out of the podcast completely. I know. Seriously. We, we still might. We can edit it. <laughs> oh, man. That's good. All right. We might just stop, end it with, hey, Matt Harmon, you suck. But uh, Jesus Christ. What's what <laughs> I deserve this? I don't know. Uh, can we vote on Fantasy Bargain of the Year? Let's. Uh, this was the criteria. All right. So basically, it had to be a player that was widely drafted that vastly outperformed ADP. This is different than we already voted for waiver wire pickup of the year. Obviously, when you pick up a guy off the waiver wire, uh, that is a tremendous bargain. But there are other guys that were widely drafted that vastly outperformed their ADP. Here are your list of nominees. Uh, LeGarrette Blunt, 1,168 rush yards, 18 touchdowns. DeMarco Murray, who we thought was dead, 1,287 rush yards, 377 receiving yards. So what are we talking, 1,600 uh, total yards there, 12 touchdowns, one passing touchdown as well, which is always fun. Against my Packers. Ah! <laughs> Jay Ajayi. <laughs> 1,200 rushing, or 1,272 on the ground, 151 through the air, eight tu- eight touchdowns. Jordan Howard, 1,300 rush yards, nearly 300 receiving yards, seven total touchdowns. And then, of course, there's Matt Ryan, again, 4,900 passing yards, 38 touchdowns, seven interceptions. Uh, we talk about a guy that was the quarterback, two that was drafted, maybe not drafted, I don't know. Uh, but he was, if he was drafted, he was drafted extremely late. Uh, we'll start with Matt Harmon. Give me your vote for fantasy bargain of the year. Pretty tempted to say Ajayi or Jordan Howard, but both those guys had stretches during the year where it was like, can you start these guys or not? Um, so that's why I'm going to go with LeGarrette Blunt. 
he I was like he was like the consensus ADP running back 36, 102 overall. Yeah. That's an insane bargain for a guy that scored 18 touchdowns and really like, you know, never stopped scoring touchdowns. Nope. You could play him every single week and he was one of the best bets to score a TD every single week. And I'm going to give him this award because not only was he a bargain at the beginning of the year, you guys remember everybody's like, oh, he's going to fall off as soon as Brady gets back. He's going to fall off as soon as Brady gets back. Guess what? Never happened. So he was a bargain at the beginning of the year and in the middle of the year, too. And late. To trade for he, him. No, no, and late. Because remember, remember everyone's like, oh, Deion Lewis is coming back. Yeah. LeGarrette Blount. He he's was like a three-time bargain. So we don't even need to talk about the rest. And nobody else give their picks because you guys all suck. Oh, wow. Uh, wow. <laughs> okay, I was going to say, in defense of LeGarrette uh, Blount, he, oh, only, can speak. he <laughs> only didn't score it. He, he only failed to score a touchdown in three weeks. Of the entire season. That's amazing. And in one of those weeks, he had 124 yards. He's great. So, Alex Geller, give me your vote. LeGarrette. Well, I was going to pick LeGarrette Blunt too, okay. because I he like was it. just an outrageous value. And, like, you talked about, like, the same thing. I had the same qualms with Ajayi or Jordan Howard, where, like, yeah. there were weeks where you're like, oh, great. Here comes Jeremy Langford again, playing 60% of the snaps or whatever, not knowing what's going to happen. LeGarrette Blunt, every week, even if, like, they fell out of a LeGarrette Blunt type of game script, yeah. they got down to the one, they go, here you go, big guy. <laughs> He's you know, in there. You know why I threw JGI in there was because you look at this list and I feel like his name pops the most, right? Like most casual fans would think JGI was unbelievable. He had three different 200-yard games. Here's the thing, though, in fantasy, there's a 0% chance you played him on his first 200-yard game. That's 0% chance. Um, and then the next two, well, I mean, they came much later, and they were in between those games. Well, the second one there came was a week lot after. of bad games. The week after. Second well, came right. week after. So you probably got that one. But then the third one was so far was after 16. There were so right. many the bad games in between. Right. Um, and, I, and I just wanted to put them on that list just because to highlight the fact that, yeah, he, overall he had pretty darn good numbers, but – I mean, from a fantasy perspective, there's no chance in hell you connected on that first 200-yard game, which means... I mean, yeah. he did... I remember that week beforehand, he had 40-ish yards and a touchdown. He The signs, the tea leaves were starting to fall and be yes. like, hey, this might be a Jai. So if you were in a pickle, you could have started him. I don't think it's a 0% chance, okay. but it's not yeah, like everybody right. was riding with him at that point. Right. Like, let's go, Ajayi. Now's, Now's your time. <laughs> Get more than two points this week, please. <laughs> No, it's true. Uh, just don't be left off the team plane this week. Yeah, please. please. Make make the fl- make the flight to the game. <laughs> Good God. All right, MG, who do you got? Um, yeah, I think I got to go with Blunt too. I mean, I was looking at Jordan Howard because I I remember us talking in the preseason about the Bears. Uh basically like, you know, everything but a neon sign telling us they were going to run a committee and right. trying to give it to Jeremy Langford and, and Howard played well, but just Literally, the Garrett Blunt was kind of set it and forget it this year. Yeah, um, and, it and it was for the second straight year that you didn't really have those Patriot running back blues. I mean, the year before, it was Deion Lewis who kind of erased that. Yeah. And then this year, it was the Garrett Blunt where you just you plugged him in and you didn't really worry about game script. Because like, like Harmon said, they got down inside the five-yard line and you knew blunt force trauma was going to happen over and over and over again. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I would vote for, gosh, it's hard to go away from LeGarrette Blunt just because of the 18 touchdowns, but it, I would definitely make a case for Matt Ryan. Um, Always it, the quarterback guy. I know, and the reason I make a case for Matt Ryan, it, it really actually ties into the fantasy MVP because I'm not going to vote for him there. I feel like Matt Ryan should win an award somewhere. I feel like he should win some kind of fantasy award just because he's been so great this year. Uh, but it's hard to get away from LeGarrette Blunt at the running back position, a position that uh, obviously you stress out about on a week-to-week basis in your drafts all throughout the year. Uh, LeGarrette Blunt with 18 touchdowns. And again, he was being drafted 
widely, even though it wasn't very high. He was being drafted because uh, there was, you know, obviously question marks about uh, Tom Brady. We knew he wasn't going to play. Deion Lewis was out. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think he was widely drafted. And, and if you took him, man, you scored big. So, LeGarrette Blunt, your fantasy bargain of the year. Let's talk about fantasy MVP. Uh, David Johnson will lead the list. He had t- more than t- 2,000 total yards, 20 total touchdowns. Zeke Elliott had uh, just about 2,000 total yards, 16 total touchdowns. Le'Veon Bell was there as well. Uh, he had about 1,800, almost 1,900 total yards, nine total touchdowns in just 12 games, mind you. Aaron Rodgers is there. With his 4,400 passing yards, 40 touchdowns, and again, Matt Ryan, a good nominee as well. 4,900 passing yards, 38 passing touchdowns. WizKid from Wisconsin, what is your vote? It's David Johnson, <laughs> and it's not close. It's not I feel close. this might be a landslide. It's but not close. The dude had double-digit points every week. He had the the curb-stomping weeks where when you had him in your lineup, you just like texted your opponent and just laughed. Nine or like crying games. emojis Nine or whatever. Nine different games of 20-plus points he was a versatile threat there was no game script that he got forced out of there was just there was no there was nothing wrong with david johnson in fantasy this year so he's he's got to be the mvp i know where you're going come on bro you know (laughs) you know i mean look there was a point midway to late in the year when he was all the cardinals had offensively yeah that's true and the fact that in in a and they still couldn't stop him they still couldn't stop him and the fact i mean you know you hear the stories about he and Le'Veon bell lining up wide and drawing double teams as wide receivers um i mean the fact that in an era of fantasy that is dominated by quarterbacks, he's number four. He was the number four scorer overall, and that was in a, you know partially because of a game where he left early in week seventeen. I mean, True. you're talking about a guy whose bad weeks were still double digit points. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's just it was insane. This was the kind of year, you know. I, I know that you know, we talk about regression. Yeah, this is the kind of year you can't expect something like this to happen again because sure. it was. Right. It was amazing, um, and I, I hope that everybody who watched it actually took some time to step back and appreciate how special it was because this was just—it was a season for the ages. His receiving yards would have been the 36th most among wide receivers. <laughs> he saw 120 targets. <laughs> amazing. He saw 120 targets. That's stupid for a running back. All yeah. right, Matt Harmon. Well, you're gonna go chalk. I mean, kind of have to. Can I? Can I not? say David Johnson can I not that is that is the question uh and you know what I think the answer to that question is be will be no I can't not yeah. <laughs> thanks Perd. no it's true no it's true I'm gonna vote David Johnson as well I it, it's he's the runaway let's he's, not forget too he was not the Todd Gurley was going as the running back one in drafts consensusly I mean and the top three receivers usually would go before David Johnson Brown oh Beckham, yeah and Jones I mean, oh I, yeah I, I remember those... when I when I said to take him number one overall I, I kind of got some Snickers dude not, not from anybody here but yeah, from yeah. other people yeah our friend uh, 14 team mocker pulled up like one of my tweets about David Johnson over Gurley in the summer you know and saying like hey this was not a popular take he did that during week 17 and I went back and just looked at some of the replies when I suggested that Johnson should absolutely confidently go ahead of Todd Gurley people do not li- did not like that take back then I mean they just the people a lot of people didn't expect him to have the season that he stop had. hating Stop okay. hating. Stop hating. I mean, even if we did, I remember like when I was thinking about it way, way, way back when we had to do our first top one, 100 or 200s or whatever around the NFL Network show. I had Gurley ahead of him because I was like, Gurley feels safer, but I was like, Johnson has the much higher ceiling. Like, I, I think I even remember saying one time he has like 2,000 plus total yard season. Yeah. He actually got there. Boom. And like, that's that's just another point to like, I'm 
just going to pat us all on the back because all of us ended up having David Johnson as running back one, including mm-hmm. franchise two, who's right. not here. Uh, like patting us all on the back here, like because that was the the conventional wisdom was Gurley safer because he's going to get more touches. Yeah, there was nobody safer in fantasy this year than David Johnson. I think we all correctly identified that this mm-hmm. preseason, and that's just sometimes what you think like a safety. You got to rethink conventional. Yeah, you got to got to be able to respect the process and change as your research and the new data and information and film becomes available. Love it! Congratulations, David Johnson. You're the fantasy MVP for the NFL fantasy Tre- line. Tremendous list of nominees, though. Oh yeah, I mean Zeke Elliott. I thought was a was a really double digit points every week too. Oh yeah, he was he was sick. He was sick. Um, Le'Veon Bell, you got basically David Johnson production. You just got it for 13 games. <laughs> yeah, well. right. And, and, and you also took him later in the draft, too, which right. I thought was you know why he could at least make the list. Matt Ryan, again, you talk about great production. You keep uh, bringing up the, the quarterbacks. You just listen. I think we all know why you keep bringing up quarterbacks. Why is that? Because you're a flashy guy. They're uh-huh. flashy position. <laughs> they make the most money of any position in the NFL. You make more money than anyone else on this podcast because <laughs> of your massive basketball radio. radio oh my god! <laughs> wow, we got like a, we got like almost an hour in before that. I was oh. thinking, I was thinking too. We had to, even though it wouldn't have mattered if James came on time because we had technical difficulties. But uh, James, all like, we're recording at noon. Shows up I like show up at tw- uh, 12, 15, yeah, 12, 20. Yep. We're pretty classic, uh, you know, big money move. Yeah, you know. Um, wow, well, yeah. I'm I'm gonna be honest. Oh, I had that I had that joke queued up the second I saw the rundown. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm timing it right here. <laughs> 40 minutes in. Ah, there we go. All right. Let's do Daily Taps again. Let's out. do it. That is that not, the, not daily the Daily Dap thing. Dap. What is wow. franchise back there again? Yeah. Whoops. <laughs> hey, franchise. Train whistle. Falling sound. Oh, my God. Prepare your franchise. All right. Here. Now we're actually going right. to do Daps okay. and get out of here. Okay. Extra, extra. Read all about it. This is the Daily Daps and Hook. Give me Daps because I'll be scribbling right. Give me Dapping up Daps about Daps and Hook. All right, daily dap wow, time. <laughs> thank Ooh. you. I threw one more in. Oh, okay, thank you. I do appreciate it. I'll actually kick us off this time. Uh, there's a fellow by the name of June Saito. He is a selfie cup-throwing trick artist. I want you guys to go. I put the, the link on the rundown uh, to his Instagram page. You can find him on Instagram at jsaito93. Um, but, man, he is hilarious. He just deadpans into a selfie shot. And he throws cups into trash cans that are super far away. He throws ping pong balls, golf balls. He throws cups on ceilings. I, I don't. I don't know how to describe it other than I'm watching it now, and this is madness. <laughs> I don't. It's insane. I don't get <laughs> he how he threw one into a cup on his dog. Like <laughs> this is insane. They're moving. I mean, there's a dog moving, and he throws a wow. cup onto it. There, there's a girl. I think it's his daughter. I don't know. She's got an open backpack, and he throws a like a like a snack pack in there. Behind he, it's a no look, and he's throwing it behind his back. How, how many takes do you think this? I don't know. How many know. takes it took to do these? I don't know. And the fact that he doesn't. But he's react got a lot all. of them. But he's got a lot of them, and he there's no reaction. Dead pants <laughs> it right in. This is all right, amazing. James. The, I the, I'm gonna waste way too much time on this. This is this is the best thing I've seen on Instagram since the breadface girl. Breadface girl. Breadface girl. <laughs> weird. At jsaito93 on Instagram. MG my guy hit me. Uh, you know what? I want to daily dab Barnum and Bailey. Um. They're shutting it down. So sad. 146 years of doing it. And I know that, you know, in recent years, you know, you have animal activists. And yeah. You know, whatever. 
placing no judgment. I mean, you know, the whole animal acting has fallen out of favor, and the fact of it has. Know, them having acrobats doesn't compete with Cirque du Soleil. But the fact that literally this was not only an American institution, but kind of a worldwide institution oh, yeah. for nearly 150 years Ugh. is Absolutely amazing. So, you know, daily dabs to, to Barnum and Bailey, Ringling Brothers, and uh, and everything for having this. You know, like, the circus coming to town is, is a phrase. I mean, having, you know, everything about huh, a circus that's a good and point. clown cars and everything. That's a good point. It is, it, is a, it is a thing that we talk about. It is such a catchphrase. And so, you know, a lot of it is owed to this company that has, you know, personified what the circus is for a century and a half. All right. Love it. WizKid from Wisconsin. Uh, I'm gonna daily dab the movie Split. I got to see a preview screening last night. Oh, it comes that out looks this weekend. Scary as hell, man. It's not like super. It's not like like jump scary, but it's really cool. James McAvoy is awesome. If you yeah. haven't seen it, it's a trailer. He kidnaps these girls, but he suffers from split personality disorder. So there's 23 different versions of himself, which oh. is just a crazy. It's like a crazy idea. But I was I was like, how has nobody thought of that before? Like you get captured by somebody, but they have many, many, many multiple personalities. So It's an M. Night Shyamalan movie? It's an M. Night Shyamalan movie, so yes, there is a twist at the end. Hell yeah. Um, but it's, it's cool. It's not what I expected. Uh, it's not Great. a perfect movie. There are some flaws. There are some things it does really well, but I would encourage people to go see it because... Is I'm it also better a- than Lady in the Water? Marcus, everything's better than Lady <laughs> in the Water. <laughs> wow. All right, there you go. Matt Harmon, what's up? Uh, I'm going to daily dap the uh, Netflix show Crown. Uh, it's really good. Oh. I, it's kind of quietly really good. Okay. Um, it takes a little bit. It's not like a super fast show. Uh, it, the first couple episodes takes a little bit of slogging to get through. Look at you what? watching stuff other than football. Well, he watches shows. I watch shows. He just doesn't watch, watch movies. movies. Got it. That's the bit. Okay. Because um, movies are that's movies bit. are too long, but he'll sit down and watch three hours of a, of well, a television. And I, <laughs> I have. I don't watch three hours. I've been, I've been watching like, and I've been watching like episode by episode because I don't really know if it's like a binge worthy show. Okay. Well, I guess you could crush it in a Saturday, like if you have nothing else to do. But like, I told Alex last night, I have a very succinct pattern to my days at this point right now, and like, there's about an hour period where I can watch TV, and I been watching the crown in that period and it's really good it's about um queen elizabeth taking over for her father king george who died in winston churchill john lithgow does a great job as winston churchill it's like a weird character to see him in but it's really good uh i would encourage everybody to watch it like definitely give it a chance it's not what you would like think you'd be interested in but it's good i love it there you All go right, there that's go. our show we appreciate you listening to the nfl fantasy line podcast for the whiskey from wisconsin mg my guy mark Trent, matt Harmon, west virginia's finest and our brother, Matt Franchise, on sabbatical. I'm James Go. See ya. See you later. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, 
Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.